0: hey guys welcome to another episode of the spacex update today we're talking about one of my main interests in the space community which involves spacex heavily this is commercializing space commercializing space consists of satellites space stations and space tourism i will be breaking down all three what is it what companies are making it happen and what could it turn into But before I start, I'd like to outline a certain pattern that's created all three of these current and future developing industries. The government has made these opportunities possible for commercial companies to develop these industries. An example of this is that satellites used to be just for powerful governments. And the satellite was actually invented by the Soviet Union, a big powerful, powerful government. And then the first commercial satellite was made and deployed five years later by AT&T, after the Soviet Union deployed the first satellite, the Sputnik 1 satellite. And nowadays, commercial companies make and deploy satellites for co- governments like the U.S. In order for companies to have the opportunity to run their businesses in space, governments have created the opportunities for them. Because companies won't run a business off of something they can't immediately make a prof- profit off of, as a business, you wouldn't go for the Hail Mary on first down on the one-yard line. If you don't understand that reference, why would you put all of your money into something that there isn't even a business model for? If the governments create the business model, then the companies will come. And that's what I'm going to show you with satellites, space stations, and space tourism. Lastly, before we move on to my third pillars of commercializing space, let's talk about what makes satellites, space stations, and space tourism viable sustainably. We already know that these business models have been created by ambitious government projects like the ISS and government satellites, but what makes commercial space sustainable is low launch costs. Trying to build a business in space of satellites or space stations for extremely high launch prices simply won't work. Just because if you're trying to sell tickets aboard your station, and the cost to put into orbit is billions of dollars then you're gonna have to charge a lot more than is viable for a good consumer base the more millions you charge your customers the less customers you will have in result this ruins your business model in order to have lower launch costs you use companies like spacex with low cost reusable rockets because of the new technology with reusable rockets it actually makes sense to have a business in space Let's start with the most currently developed commercial aspect of space, satellites. Today, they're used for almost anything you can imagine, including but not limited to TV, internet, radio, earth imaging, finance, climate change, and more. This space industry is the most developed, yet has a lot of room to grow specifically in low latency internet better imaging cameras up to 12 inches per pixel and imaging of space like hubble space telescope and what the james webb space telescope will do spacex are actively deploying a low latency fast speed internet service through a satellite constellation they have other future competitors in this space But have a big head start right now with 540 Starlink satellites currently in orbit, which is the biggest satellite constellation currently in space. Some of these future competitors could be Amazon's future Kuiper constellation, Viasat, and British-owned OneWeb. In the category of satellite imaging, there are many companies that are involved in this process, which is why it's really hard to identify a select few that are doing really well in this space. Some only build satellites, some only analyze data. Then there are a select few that will build satellites and analyze the data, such as Planet Labs. I see the most growth in this industry from fast internet like Starlink and Kuiper. There already is an existing infrastructure for global imaging, but global imaging will also find more uses in the future. That's been all for satellites. Now let's move on to more, some of the more exciting parts of a commercializing space. Space stations, in my opinion, are the coolest part of commercial space. Space stations open a whole new world of possibilities. The best and only example of a current space station is the International Space Station. The ISS has been revolutionary, showing that people can constantly live in space, as people have been on board the ISS for 15 years straight. The ISS has also been revolutionary in terms of science experiments in space, and showing how space affects the human body over time as i discussed earlier governments open up opportunities for commercialization and governments have opened up the commercial space station space now companies will come and develop the business opportunities some companies that are working to make commercial space stations happen are axiom space bigelow aerospace and the gateway foundation axiom space is building the first commercial space station for nasa they are planning to take over the operations for their first with their space station once the international space station is retired this is the next step in having lots of space stations in low earth orbit and having people living and working on them this is a really small step in a big operation but it's putting space stations in the hand of hands of private companies after this private companies will be able to scale and make this an actual business another company working to make private space stations happen is bigelow aerospace bigelow aerospace is famous for their expandable modules they actually have a module that is actively on the iss it's called beam Bigelow Expandable Activity Module. BEAM has been installed on ISS for about three and a half years. It has shown that expandable modules that Bigelow Aerospace uses is competent for human habitation and is competent to block micrometeorites and has done it many times in the past. Bigelow's future module for commercial space station use is the B-330. The B-330 is the expandable is expandable like all other bigelow modules has 330 cubic meters of internal volume and can support a crew of six they have a current contract with united launch alliance to launch a b330 on their new vulcan rocket in 2021 once the vulcan is ready to launch The B-330 will have a year-long test in low-Earth orbit with crew. The station will be resupplied with different crew and supplies every three to four months. I can see SpaceX getting heavily involved in this project with resupplying the B-330 every few months with their crew crew and cargo Dragon 2s. And even if Vulcan isn't able to launch in 2021, I can see Bigelow switching to Starship for their launch provider, especially because it would be cheaper on a reusable rocket, and they might even be able to make it a bigger station because of the increased payload fairing size on Starship. You might be wondering where I get the idea of them wanting to increase the size of their station. The B-330 is able to dock with other B-330s to make an even b- bigger station. Bigelow has shown pictures of this in the past. In the past, Bigelow hasn't been able to move on with the B-330 because of the lack of interest in consumers and launch provider cost. But with SpaceX's low launch costs and reusable crew and dra- cargo dragons, I could easily see Bigelow move on with the B-330 at a big scale. Now that we've talked about what's happening right now with space stations, I want to throw some intelligent inma- imagination out there and talk about what I want to see the space station space turn into. I, lo- I would love to see millions of people living in space. This would only be possible if space travel becoming as common as air travel. We would need spaceports just like we have airports. You could use SpaceX's future starship at these spaceports because it would have be able to have 100 people on one rocket, just like a plane. These spaceports would first be put in low Earth orbit. Then they could be put around other planets, like planets to get you farther in space. These spaceports would need to have restaurants like McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, and more. They would have gift shops, bathrooms, security, and more. Spaceports can connect to big space stations, space stations where tens of thousands of people are living every day, just like cities. Jeff Bezos talked about this with the O'Neill colonies. These O'Neill colonies would spin in space to simulate Earth's gravity. We could build artificial cities with everything we have here on Earth. This would really help with overpopulation on Earth, creating more space when we need it. Spaceports and space stations are the fu- future of civilization. Another future commercial industry that will start actually be, being a thing in the next few years is space tourism. Space tourism right now is just experiencing microgravity for a few seconds at a time. A company that currently does this is Space Adventures. They use a Boeing 727-200 and perform aerobatic maneuvers to feel microgravity for seconds at a time. The future of space tourism is much more eventful than this. Space tourism in the future could mean very different things. One example of this is the 2023 Starship Moon Flyby, funded by Isaku Maizawa. Maizawa is planning to bring 10 artists with him to help gain inspiration by viewing the moon. Flights like these will be a lot more common once the Starship is constantly being reused and flight costs lower with the Starship. Because it is is reusable, the flight costs will automatically be lower, but it will take some time to get the very most out of uh, the vehicle the time the vehicle can be reused for. SpaceX is also actively pursuing space tourism with the Dragon crew capsule. The Dragon 2 crew version was used for the Demo 2 test flight with astronauts Doug Hurley and Bob Behnken for the the NASA Commercial Crew Program. Bob and Doug had nothing but good things to say about Dragon. Doug said, We're almost kind of speechless as far as how well the vehicle did and how well the mission went. It was also announced that SpaceX, NASA, and Universal Studios are collaborating to film a movie with Tom Cruise aboard the ISS. Universal is looking to spend at least $200 million, which is pretty normal for a big box office movie. SpaceX could easily do this with anyone who is willing to pay the price, which opens up a whole new business model for SpaceX. With launch costs lowering, space tourism really will be a thing, and it's quite literally starting to take off. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Make sure you tune in every Sunday for my weekly SpaceX update podcast and follow my Instagram account, Documenting SpaceX, at SpaceX.update. That's been it. See you next time.